0: From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the Sport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Todger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monioc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. A lot of misconceptions about homelessness, but as the weather starts to turn cold, there are a lot of people who will be in need uh, this fall and winter. And in fact, are in need, of course, 12 months out of the year. Our guest uh, this half hour is Adrian Wana. She's the che- Chief Executive Officer of the Community Human Services Corporation based in Pittsburgh. Uh, good morning, Adrian.
1: Good morning. Uh,
0: Tell us, first of all, what is the Community Human Services Corporation?
1: Community Human Services is a broadly-based human services center here in Allegheny County, city of Pittsburgh. We focus on providing basic needs services to individuals and families, um, prioritizing things like food, clothing, shelter, medical care, and mental health treatment.
0: Okay. And how long has the organization been around?
1: We have been in existence for 45 years.
0: Wow. And and you have been there, I believe, for 10 or 15 years now?
1: 15. I just celebrated my 15-year anniversary in July.
0: Oh, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Your office, I think, is physically located in Oakland, but as you mentioned, you go all over the Allegheny County area.
1: We do. We actually have service locations in Oakland downtown
0: and the Strip District. Okay. Uh, I want to focus particularly this, um, during this discussion about homelessness, because I think that is something that, um, if if you are in, say, the Oakland section or Pittsburgh, or or downtown section of Pittsburgh, you may, it may be a little bit more visible, but I know from working with people in the social services sector in the Mon Valley, that there is a lot of homelessness or people who are um, are, are shelter poor, uh, down here as well in Hazelwood and Braddock and and McKeesport and even out in in Monroeville. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. It's interesting because people think of homelessness as an urban core phenomenon, but it absolutely is not. Um, We're actually seeing rises in urban poverty every year. As the city of Pittsburgh grows and expands, which is wonderful, um, many of our neighbors get left behind. And finding affordable housing is just becoming harder and harder and harder.
0: What are some of the um, misconceptions, uh, besides the fact that it's strictly a big city problem, what are some of the misconceptions about some people who have lost shelter or who need shelter?
1: Well, I think most people have very old conceptions of single individuals living on the street asking for money. And our experience is really that homelessness impacts families. At much larger numbers. Okay. The average age of a homeless person in the United States is nine years old.
0: Oh wow, and so a lot of kids. The majority of
1: households, that, that's a terrifying yeah. fact, um, but very true. And most of the households we see actually have, um, they're single parent families who are working full time, sometimes even more than one job, but they just can't make ends meet.
0: Something that occurs to me is that – and we've had people on the the, the program here before who have talked about um, one of the reasons that these social services tend to be located in big urban cities like Pittsburgh or or Philadelphia or whatever is that there aren't the resources out in the outlying area, um, Washington or Butler or Westmoreland or whatever, so people tend to – come to Pittsburgh. So I guess my question is, is this a chicken and egg problem that the there's homelessness in big, big urban areas because people are homeless out in rural areas and have to come into the city to find services or do cities cause homelessness?
1: Well, I think, it's, I think it's a double-edged sword. Okay. So the city would not be in a position to not have a homeless problem even if people weren't coming from surrounding areas. Okay. And I think an important thing to remember is people often think of homelessness in many different ways, but the reality is, is that we have eviction levels in Allegheny County that are astronomical. We have foreclosure levels that are astronomical. We're down about 25,000 affordable housing units in this county. Wow. So we should anticipate that we are going to see large numbers of people experiencing housing insecurity because they just can't afford to pay for that roof over their head. And we see a lot of folks coming from other counties, but that's a small drop in the bucket compared to the people who are local. And surprisingly, the eviction issue is something that we never really talk about locally, but out of the 50 to 60 calls we get per day for housing assistance, at least 40 of those are related to eviction prevention.
0: Wow. Let's I, I want to come back to that topic. Can you first can you give us your website and your telephone number for people to get more information?
1: I sure can. Our main number is 412-246-1600. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on the web at CHS. C-O-R-P dot org.
0: Okay. We'll give that number and that information out uh, again later on in the program. Adrian Winoa is the chief executive officer of the Community Human Services Corporation. Uh, They address basic human needs, including shelter, food, and health care. We are talking this half hour, particularly about homelessness in Allegheny County and uh, what some of the root causes of that are. Adrian, uh, before we get into that, though, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you grow up and how did you get into this work?
1: I grew up in Weirton, West Virginia, and I was a regular to the city of Pittsburgh. We came to Pittsburgh for all of the amenities here, um, and I came to college at Chatham, and the first week that I was at school, I was in Oakland, and I had never seen someone that was street homeless before, and being in that position to see someone who obviously didn't have what they needed and were put in a position to be begging strangers who were not very kind to just get their basic needs met was really—it was transformative for me.
0: Huh. Wait. Are there different levels? Before we continue, that you said street homeless. Is there? Are there different levels of homelessness? Different kinds of different homelessness. Types
1: of homelessness. Um, most people really associate homelessness with a street phenomenon where you might see somebody sitting on a sidewalk or sleeping on a sidewalk. Uh-huh. Um, Well, there's many levels of homelessness. We experience people who are living in campsites, people who are living in cars, people who are going day-to-day to to a different friend or family member's home, Um, folks that have a roof over their head today, but by tomorrow they will not. Okay. Um, People who are trapped in very abusive situations that are not healthy for them, but they have nowhere else to go. Um, So we definitely do see different levels of housing insecurity and levels of crisis for people.
0: Um, so so to get back to your story, you, you graduated from Chatham, and um, uh, this became a passion for you, trying to, to, to help people who are in need.
1: It did. I went to Chatham as a political science major, and I was really interested in government. And throughout my studies there, I started to be pulled more towards human services and psychology and ended up doing um, a triple major at Chatham. Wow. and. Once I was finished, I went to University of Pittsburgh and um, did a master's program in political philosophy and really felt like I couldn't touch people in the way that I wanted to in mm-hmm. that kind of work, so I went back and did a master's in social work.
0: Very interesting, and, and, and you joined uh, CHS 15 years ago. Uh, where was your path between uh, the University of Pittsburgh and, and CHS? <laughs>
1: Um, it was sort of interesting. So I put myself through school as a body piercer. You know, <laughs> okay. A shop.
0: Very cool. <laughs> Very interesting.
1: And it, it was interesting. And then I was fortunate enough to um, have an internship at a local organization that hired me when I was done to do some planning and evaluation for them. And then I was able to um, use my clinical experience to work as an in-home mental health provider for several years and... I met some of the folks from Community Human Services during that time and was completely blown away by their commitment, their innovation, their understanding of complex social problems, and their advocacy. And I, um, after knowing folks at the organization for about two years, was approached about a position and happily took it, and I have never looked back.
0: Do, do, does CHS have very many employees? Does it have volunteers? What, what's the mix?
1: We do. We have about 115 employees, and every year we have about 500 volunteers.
0: Wow. Okay. um, Later on in the program, I'd like you to talk a little bit about some of the volunteer uh, opportunities, if you can, okay? Okay. Sure. We are going to have to take a, a quick 30-second break. Our guest this morning is Adrian Wanoa. She's the chief executive officer of Community Human Service Co- Corporation, and we're talking about homelessness uh, in this half hour. Their telephone number for more information is 412-246-1600. We'll be back in 30 seconds. Uh-huh. City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, tubecityonline.com, and click the donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monoc area. And we're back with Adrienne Winoa. She is the chief executive officer of Community Human Services Corporation in Pittsburgh. We're talking about homelessness in Allegheny County and what some of the root causes of that are. Later on in the program, we will talk about some volunteer opportunities that you can have to address this issue and other issues. Before we took the break, uh, you, you were mentioning that um, homelessness or housing insecurity, the eviction rate uh, is on the rise in Allegheny County, that you are seeing a greater demand for the services that chs provides i'm wondering if part of this is that property values have rapidly increased especially in like the east liberty lawrenceville uh parts of the city of pittsburgh
1: absolutely we have had such incredible growth in pittsburgh and such incredible expansion of neighborhoods that were typically very affordable you mentioned several of those um just now and we find that people are being pushed further and further outside the city for affordable housing but unfortunately that's not where jobs are and for most of the folks we serve they really rely on public transportation they're working at lower wage jobs and they rely on busing to be able to get to and from work if you're pushed out to um, further and further away from the city it becomes almost impossible for you to balance your transportation needs um, access to services and
0: your housing. I, I think that really is something that um, we are seeing, especially um, in this Mon Valley area, Duquesne, McKeesport, Clareton, Glassport, where a lot of the housing has um, is no longer owner-occupied. It is now rental housing. I think we are seeing a lot of people who have been pushed out of the city of Pittsburgh because houses that were rentals in the city of Pittsburgh now are either being renovated, are being torn down, or are being sold for single-family houses again.
1: Absolutely. And it's really incredible when you think about economics here locally. Pittsburgh is a very affordable city compared to other cities. However, if you look at a family who has a minimum wage earner as the primary wage earner in the home, that rate of pay is less than half of living wage. So you're looking at families who have to have at least 80 hours of minimum wage employment per week to even just cover the cost of their housing. And that doesn't really take into account food and medical care and transportation. So you have people who are working full-time. They're working beyond full-time. They can't get access to child care. They can't get to and from work in a way that's consistent, so their employment is at risk. A prescription copay alone of $75 could completely destabilize a family.
0: I was going to say when, when I was in in high school, and then when I got my first apartment in, in, after college, one of the things they used to tell you was never spend more than twenty five percent of your income on shelter. It, it, it seems <laughs> to me, yeah, it seems to me that with apartments, you know, routinely renting, you know, and we're not talking really fancy apartments, routinely renting for five hundred or six hundred or seven hundred dollars a month, even in economically depressed areas, that's got to be more than twenty five percent of the income for someone who's working a, a minimum wage job.
1: Absolutely. When you think about it, um, we have folks that come in and are very excited if they can find an efficiency or one-bedroom apartment for $650 a month. Wow. If you are a minimum wage earner, you might be taking home $1,000 a month after taxes and fees and insurance.
0: So you're paying 60 to 70% of your income just out in shelter.
1: Absolutely. And then you add on transportation costs of any sort. You add on food. There is no wiggle room for these families and individuals. It is to the dollar budgeting and still not making it.
0: Adrian Wanoa is the Chief Executive Officer of the Community Human Services Corporation. Their website is chscorp.org. Their phone number is 412-246-1600. We're talking about uh, homelessness in Allegheny County and about housing insecurity. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I know there are some folks who are probably listening to this right now who are saying, well, there's... Uh, federal programs, there's state programs, there's Medicaid, there's DPW, there's welfare, there's WIC. You know, why aren't these people these people signing up for those programs? Um, is there federal help or county help or, or, or state help available?
1: There are a variety of different kinds of programs that are available. Um, number one, people have to qualify. And for many programs, those qualifications are obscure. Um, they're Relatively random in their nature, they're complex to navigate. Um, Even if a family does qualify for food stamps, that may bring in an extra $150 to a household, the same household we were just talking about, who is expending 70% of their income on their housing. So even an influx of $150 isn't really taking the family to a place where they're stable and have the opportunity to plan for unexpected contingencies. Um, again, I just got a new prescription, and I am a full-time worker. I have great health benefits, but co-pay is $75 for yeah. that prescription. Yeah. So a family who has an influx of $150 in food stamps may be in a slightly better position, but they're certainly not in a position to be completely stable or to get ahead. Um, and oftentimes those benefits are called into question. Um, we recently worked with a mom who got 10 extra hours of overtime pay. Um, her company had a uh, person out, and she was offered overtime, which she took. Well, once her paycheck increased by 10 hours at 750 she was ineligible for her benefits. So when she had to recertify, she lost those benefits.
0: Oh, jeez. Uh, it, it's it's striking to me. I was just looking at some figures the other day that um, of of a, a couple of different programs that were are rated at. You can only be eligible if you're eighty percent of the area media, median income is is one of the guidelines. And the area median income for a single person eighty percent of it is something like thirty nine thousand dollars. So it, it, we're we're you know there are a lot of people. Who are struggling? Who you know, ten or fifteen years ago, or especially if you've been out of the workforce for a while, you would think, oh, you know, they're making thirty nine thousand dollars a year. They're not struggling. Actually, they are. Actually, <laughs> actually, they're they're at only at eighty percent of the of the median income. And then add some children into that, um, and you can see where someone could could get in trouble very quickly.
1: Well, and for most of the people that we work with, they're more in the thirty percent area. Sure. So these are individuals who are not even making $20,000 per year. Mm-hmm. And again, even if you just have a one-bedroom apartment at $700 per month, $20,000 is not going to go very far.
0: I'm sure there... this is... Go ahead, I'm sorry. I interrupted you.
1: And this is just not... It's not uncommon in Pittsburgh. Um, I think that Pittsburgh, sometimes, people are less likely to see these issues because we do have a very strong human services network. But I think most of our community members would be shocked at how many of their neighbors, friends and families have to rely on subsidy programs, um, entitlement programs to the government to even be able to feed their children.
0: Yeah, d- 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 and, and we say that Pittsburgh is, is likely to have this robust network of, of nonprofits and uh, human services groups and, and foundations that fund those groups, but... Do you see people coming in from Greensburg or Butler or Irwin or Jeanette that maybe are are living out in the suburbs somewhere or out in the semi-rural area that don't have those networks?
1: Absolutely. And we also see a lot of people that are relocating to Pittsburgh because they hear in the media that this is such an affordable and livable city. And they come here and their expectations are not being met. They're finding that rent is not as inexpensive as they thought it was, that public transportation is incredibly limited, that getting around this city is very complex, and that we do have a robust labor market, so there's a great deal of competition for those positions that are available.
0: Sure. Uh, Stay tuned. Adrian Winoa is our guest from Community Human Services Corporation. You're listening to Radio 81, WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, the new sound of the Mon Valley, and TubeCityOnline.com. We'll be back for a final few in 30 seconds. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the Sport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back for a final few. Our guest this morning, Adrienne Winoa. She is the Chief Executive Officer of the Community Human Services Corporation. They are based in the Oakland section of Pittsburgh, but they serve the entire Allegheny County area, including our area in the Mon Valley, 412-246-1600 or chscorp.org. Before we took the break, I, I asked you, I, I said there's probably not a typical person, or there's no one-size-fits-all, I'm sure, but what what is a case where someone might come to your agency for help. You said you get 50 to 60 calls per day. What are some of the circumstances that that someone might need to reach out for help?
1: We do. So um, that's for our housing services alone. We get 50 to 60 calls a day. And that doesn't include the other services we provide. However, with the housing component, a very typical situation for us is a single parent who is not at a full-time position with benefits. Their hours fluctuate and they typically are maybe working right at the threshold of maybe 30 hours per week. Okay. Well, suddenly their company downsizes or um, or maybe they're just not as profitable as they had been and this family member's hours get cut. And they are able to maintain for maybe six to eight weeks with reduced pay, um, but the hours don't come back and they're being forced to go out and find another job, which is time-consuming in and of itself. And during that time period medical bills and food bills and electricity bills and housing bills are just building up and by the time they can find another position they are already thousands of dollars in debt because again these are households that don't have the ability to create a safety net there's no opportunity for savings there's no opportunity to put a little bit aside because they barely have enough to live today so that's usually what we see and these households are working families They are incredible parents. They are doing the absolute best they can. They are out pounding the pavement looking for better employment. But it's just not there in the numbers they need or at the time that they need it.
0: I, Adrienne Winoa is our guest. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Community Human Services Corporation, chscorp.org, or 412-246-1600. I think for people who, who maybe live in, in our area, in the Mon Valley, um, one place where I often see um, outdoor homelessness or homeless encampments is uh, down along the 2nd Avenue, Irvine Street. Uh, corridor in hazelwood um on, underneath a number of the overpasses for the parkway east I, I see people living and you know this is right in the shadows almost of all this development that's going on in hazelwood and all the development that's going on on the south side works um there are people who are are maybe working but are are, are not going home to any kind of a good situation there they're, they're living outdoors
1: absolutely and it's interesting because community human services started for that very reason as the steel mills collapsed the oakland neighborhoods changed drastically literally in the shadow of world-class institutions people were without health care people had no college education Um, you see increases in drug and alcohol use increases in mental health symptoms when people are under that kind of stress so we see All of the time, when there's development in a community, it has to be very planful and mindful because there are two Pittsburghs. There's a haves and a haves not. And we really have to recognize there are more people every day that have not than have. And the disparity in between them is honestly grotesque. We have places like Bakery Square right up against apartments that aren't even inhabitable, uh-huh. but people are paying to live there because they have no other options.
0: Because they might work in one of those businesses around Bakery Square or in East Liberty. There's, there's all those new stores and, and restaurants and, and things, which, which unfortunately, which are good news, bad news, they are jobs, but the bad news is most of them come without benefits and are, are minimum wage or near minimum wage, so they have to get to the exactly. job to get the income, and they, have to have, they don't have transportation, so they have to walk. It's 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 kind of a it seems like a vicious cycle and it and it seems like once you would get caught in that cycle it, it might be really hard to get out.
1: It certainly is. And I remember in my mid twenties I was putting myself through graduate school and my hours were reduced at my job. And for six months, since I was in school full time and I had already paid my tuition, I didn't really have the option to withdraw or I would have lost all of that money. So I went for six months living on a credit card. It took me two years to rebound from 6 months of using that credit card.
0: Wow. So I, for yeah. these
1: families, these are years. There's it's called a cycle of poverty for a reason. Yeah. It's circular. It's not linear. And for the families who we're working with, they're trying their absolute best to claw their way out, and their question to us always is, "Why? Why is this happening? I did everything right. I was as responsible as I could be. I I'm doing my best, I'm working hard, I excel at work. Why am I in this position and why can't I get the help that I need to pull myself out and stay out?
0: We we have only a, a, a few more minutes. We really only have scratched the surface of this topic. Adrian Wanoa is the Chief Executive Officer at the Community Human Services Corporation in Oakland. We've been talking about homelessness in Allegheny County. 412-246-1600 is their phone number, and they've got a website at chscorp.org. Adrian, in the last uh, two minutes or so that we have, uh, what are some – you mentioned that you have uh, 115 employees, but you have got like 500 volunteers. What are some volunteer opportunities? opportunities. What are some needs that uh, Community Human Services Corporation has?
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked. We have um, the largest food pantry in Allegheny County outside of the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank. Um, our location is in Oakland, and we serve about 1,800 people per month. We are always looking for volunteers to help us um, stock the pantry, keep it arranged, serve customers, pre-pack food. Um, so the pantry is always looking for volunteers. We also do street outreach here in the city of Pittsburgh, um, where in the evenings we go out and we minister to individuals and families living on the street, make sure that their basic needs are taken care of, um, that they're safe, that they have food, they have adequate um, clothing and toiletry items that they might need. And then in addition, we have um, a site at Liberty Avenue where we provide the majority of our social services, particularly our housing services, And at that site, we always need volunteers to help us with donations. Um, We have a very elaborate household and clothing pantry where we receive donations, and we always need help sorting and distributing from that pantry. And in addition, our Wood Street location downtown is always looking for volunteers who have computer knowledge to assist residents with computer skills, doing resumes online, setting up email accounts, um, learning the basics that would be really helpful to them, not only personally but in their careers.
0: And, and your your organization used to have a, a, a sleep in or a sleep out. I can't remember what it was called, where where people would actually try to for a night at least draw attention to the problem of people who have no shelter. You don't do that anymore, uh, I don't think. But is there a financial need as well? I mean, is is there a way on your website that people can contribute if if maybe they maybe they are limited mobility themselves. Uh, but they want to do something oh, to help.
1: absolutely. Okay. Yes, we actually stopped doing the Sleeping for the Homeless because what we found was the people who came and participated were people who are already very aligned with the cause. <laughs> so um, that's so the way it works. To be, so we had hoped to be really educating and outreaching, but we found after a while um, it was sort of the choir was coming out. <laughs> um, so we've, we've used other strategies over the year to get more volunteers just directly engaged with the people we serve. Um, and we certainly always will take donations on our website. There's many opportunities to support the food pantry, to support um, to support us financially, to come in, projects, and also to um, for folks who really think about the needs of people who have housing insecurity. We're constantly doing drives for items that most of us take for granted. Um, so we're always looking for things like feminine hygiene products. Okay. We're always looking for deodorant and razors uh, because these are very simple things that oftentimes people
0: can't afford to get for themselves uh we're we are out of time if people know someone who is in, in risk of, of homelessness or is in is shelter insecure uh call that main number 412-246-1600 correct yes you've been listening to two rivers 30 minutes copyright tube city community media incorporated Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link.